If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to episode 48 of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast, and I am so excited to introduce you guys to today's guest. Today, I have Ashley Vives, who is a self-love and confidence coach, and I had chills so many times throughout this episode because not only her story, but also her message. And she helps women let go of anxiety and self-doubt to become fiercely authentic and unapologetically self-confident, which I think is something that we would all love to achieve. But Ashley's story is just so powerful. There's one part where she just talks about being curled up sobbing on the bathroom floor for hours. She was a bride who was left at the altar. She was left with $20,000 in debt because of a wedding she was planning that never ended up happening. And then the transformation that she goes through is nothing short of I won't I won't say miraculous because I think we can all we can all achieve what Ashley has done. And I think that's why this episode is so powerful is we tell ourselves, well, this happened to me. I'm never gonna, you know, be able to get anything better. And you guys have heard my story, but Ashley went from being left at the altar, sobbing on the bathroom floor, to now being a coach who gets to help women with self-love and confidence. She was recently married to the most amazing man. You get to hear about their beautiful relationship and how she manifested that partner for herself. So just her story is, and I tell her in this episode, I said, your life has so many teachable moments just sprinkled throughout. So not only does she share her story, which I think we can all learn so much from, but then she also shares her take on self-care and self-love. We talk about the whole idea of the happily ever after, and that's why I named this episode Self-Love is the Real Happy Ever After, and, and she she discusses that pretty thoroughly. So she's a delight. I completely fell in love with her in, in this episode, and so I'm so excited to to share her with you guys. So without further ado, here is Ashley Vives. Well, welcome, Ashley, to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you and hear your story and and what you do. So I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I'd love if you could start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you do. Absolutely. I would love to. So my name is Ashley Vivas williams uh, at Coach Ashley Vivas on the gram. I am a self-love and confidence coach. So I help women let go of anxiety and self-doubt to become fiercely authentic and unapologetically self-confident. I was born and raised in upstate New York, moved to New York City to pursue acting and wedding planning, and now I live in Los Angeles with my husband and Yorkie Emerson. Oh, I love that. And I love how you describe what you do. I'm sure everyone listening to that's like, 
Yeah, I'd love, you know, I'd love to feel that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd oh, love yeah. to feel, you know, authentic and fierce and, you know, just whole and complete on our own. So I love how you describe that. And you have a really unique and I think incredible story that led you to becoming a self-love coach. And you touched on it a little bit going from acting and wedding planning to what you do now. So can you walk us through that journey of how you got there? Of course. So I always knew that I wanted to do something that involved lots of feelings and love. (laughs) So I tried it all from food and beverage, competing for Miss USA, acting, stand-up comedy, improv. (laughs) I was a track coach turned wedding planner. And I started my own company actually planning marriage proposals in New York City. And one day I was a bride myself and I was actually left at the altar. Uh, So I came home and my then fiance had completely moved out while I was coordinating a wedding. He'd been living his own double life and pretending to be someone he was not. So I was left at I was left basically, quote unquote, at the altar with over twenty thousand dollars in debt from our planned Puerto Rico castle wedding. And I was left telling all of our friends and family that the wedding was off and I felt mortified, but also I not really surprised. (laughs) And I realized in that moment that I had never truly loved myself. I didn't know my worth and I only hopped from one bad relationship to another after having my me too moment. So essentially I was numb and I was just lost. So after that, I did the work. I jumped in 110% retreats, seminars, coaches, certifications, workshops, and I became the go-to person for my friends and family who were going through tough times. And then one day, my best friend who I was helping through a breakup told me that this is what I was destined to do. So here I am, a certified life coach, NLP master practitioner, speaker, and I teach weekly self-love classes with Self-Care Society. And I I just couldn't imagine it any other way. This is truly my calling. And I'm just really excited to pour into every person that I encounter. That's so beautiful. And oh my gosh, just picturing, I think, you know, that's so many people's worst fear and worst nightmare to, you know, be quote unquote left, left at the altar. And I think everyone listening, like this is a, you guys, this is like a testament of having the worst fear happen and then creating something so beautiful out of it. So, you know, I think if any, if you even get anything out of the first few minutes of this podcast, it's like, there is so much hope and, you know, we can make it through really anything if we're willing to do the work, which you clearly, you know, have. And We have very similar stories with when, how I became a breakup coach was I became like the go-to, after going through my own horrible one, became the go-to with my friends. And it was something that I I loved doing and having friends of friends send people to me and, you know, just having it click of like, wow, this fills me up. This is, you know, this is what I feel like I'm destined to do. So I just love your story so much. And And I think, you know, you clearly went through this huge shift. You went through this huge perspective change. Um, And I think, unfortunately, we as humans, that typically happens when we're in like an immense amount of pain. And I'd love if you could talk about your turning point that, that happened, that caused you, that like transformed you into someone that was left at the altar to, you know, who you are now? Like what, what was going on internally? Okay. So I definitely remember that rock bottom moment. Like it was yesterday. Um, I even snapped a picture of it in the moment so that I always remember it. And I, um, I made a choice to do the work to fight for myself. 
I was literally on the bathroom floor in my studio apartment above a church in New York City. Um, I had the tiny blue New York City tiles with the dirty grout, the ones that just never, never get clean, no matter how much you scrub them. And I had just taken off my engagement ring for the first time. I cried for hours and my mind was just spiraling, playing every trick it could. I thought about dying. I thought about leaving in some capacity. And I only had enough energy to call an uncle, an uncle who I don't talk to often, but he happened to be working around the corner. Um, so I asked him to keep an eye on me. And I, I just said, I'm not okay. And I don't trust myself and what I might do. I laid on the floor for God knows how long, but to be honest, I'm, I'm really, really glad that I did. I, that I did sit on the floor for so long because in that moment, um, if you allow yourself to feel and really, really sit there and ask yourself questions on both sides of the spectrum, positive and negative, like what's the worst that can happen and also what's the best that can happen, you really gain something that's just so valuable. And I did that day. That was, um, that was the day that I decided that I was enough, that I was worth fighting for. Uh, that was the day that I realized that it all starts with me. So with me understanding what my worth even is, I, I dedicated the next year to finding that and finding myself and really truly loving myself. And I'm just, I'm really just so happy with how it all turned out. That gave me complete chills to hear. I think, I think rock bottom stories are so inspirational and, and I love that you made that connection of the fact that you did sit on the floor and you did, you let yourself feel it all. Um, I think, you know, and there's so many good lessons in that. And the fact that you had the willingness to reach out to one person for help and, and that rock bottom was, was the, you know, the turning point. And that's why it is so important to, to feel our feelings because there's a lot of beauty that happens there. And I think I always tell my clients that breakups, breakups can be um, an amazing opportunity because like I said, we're motivated by pain and that's breakups are one of the most painful things I think we go through. So being able to take that opportunity as, as a jumping point instead of a point of just falling off is, is really powerful. So I'm, I'm blown away. I almost got choked up when you started talking about that. And another thing is I, I think so many of us tend to believe that all of the love we need is going to come from a partner. I know I believed that. Like I thought that having a ring on my finger would instantly change how I felt about myself and instantly give me self-worth, self-esteem. But your whole thing is, you know, talking about what comes from within. And you also were in a relationship without self-love. And so I'd love if you could talk about what it feels like to be in a relationship without self-love, especially now, because you have that other side where you are in this beautiful relationship with a lot of self-love. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, being in a relationship with without self-love is exhausting, to be honest. Um, I was demanding respect instead of commanding it. And I was met with aggression when I was pushed, pushing for what I wanted because deep down he, he knew I didn't feel like I deserved it. So essentially I was just a pushover. I became needy, whiny. Um, I was nagging and worried about what he was doing and with who I didn't even have my own things or any excitement going on in my life so with my ex-fiance I was being everything that I thought he needed and everything that he asked me to be and that's that's just exhausting 
but I was also expecting him to reciprocate by filling my void of self-love. That's just not fair. He's not a bad person at all by any means, but a relationship is essentially a give and take between what your, what your boundaries are and what your desires are. And I just had no boundaries. So naturally he continued to step over the line more and more and more. And you really teach someone how to treat you by what you allow. I just allowed too much. Now I'm married to an incredible man. Um, he gives me space and time to hunker down into my self-care um, every day. And he knows it's important to me. And so it's important to him. He understands that if he gives me 30 minutes, just 30 minutes to meditate and journal, I'm gonna come to him feeling refreshed and happy. And it's the same way the other way around. Like I understand that if he goes out with the guys or goes for a run, he, he's gonna come to me revitalized. And we both know that we're responsible for our own self-love and we work better together that way because our dreams are really big and it's important to have two people on the team, not just one person pulling the other. Yes. And that comes back to, you know, that message that I think a lot of us grew up with of like, I need to find my missing puzzle piece or like, I need to find my other half. And just remembering that it, a relationship is, you know, two, hopefully is two whole and complete people coming together. And I related so much to what you were saying of what it feels like to be in a relationship without that self-love. And I would skip out on vacations with friends because I was so afraid to leave my partner for any period of time. Um, I would get frustrated when he had a weekend trip with the guys and so I lost friends, I lost my hobbies, I just became this, you know, shell of a person, a chameleon that just, you know, molded everything that I did to what they wanted. And I even remember after going, you know, after I took the time to do the work, I was writing down the like resentments that I had towards my ex. And I had written down that he didn't give me enough compliments and didn't like validate me enough and I had this thought of like Kendra he could have complimented you all day every day but it wouldn't have been enough because you didn't believe it how right. how could I I couldn't have taken that in it would have been entirely uncomfortable to hear that yeah oh my gosh that yeah absolutely I definitely I that hit me <laughs> because yes. I definitely have been there <laughs> and there I think there's and you can probably touch on this but there's so much freedom to being in a relationship where you feel good with yourself Absolutely. there's freedom to be yourself there's freedom to pursue what you want to pursue because you don't have that fear that you don't have that constant fear that they're going to leave so true absolutely so so true um it's just such a breath of fresh air to know that you're okay and they're okay and you're okay together and you don't have to worry all the time. That just takes so much energy away from you and your relationship. And I love that you said it was, it's exhausting because it is, ex it's exhausting to always have to feel like you need to appease the other person that you have to, like that you wake up in the morning and think like I have to get a certain amount of attention affection words of affirmation before I can even feel okay about myself oh yeah I was definitely I was having him do the uh five lung love languages out of like forcing him to do <laughs> these things and I was writing lists and writing out what he did for me and what he didn't do for me it's just it's a full-time job yeah it really is and that's always how I felt like I just I mean I'm sure you know like relationships aren't always easy even you know the healthiest ones but they shouldn't be a full-time job. It shouldn't be that much work to have to, you know, and I was always doing that like constant scorekeeping of, 
oh, they did X, Y, or Z. So that means that they like me today or that they love me. And I remember telling a friend like, man, do you think I'll ever get to a point in relationships where I don't have to do this? And I just thought it was going to come from the right partner, but that was not the case at all. No, no, it's, and it's, it's crazy because in society and when you see movies or just anything that's out with um, a love story, that's, that's just what we're taught and learning about self-care and really diving into uh, your personal development and realizing, oh, wait, I can do this myself. is just a huge awakening. It, no, it really is. And, you know, being able to kind of take back that control, because when you are putting all of your self-worth in the hands of someone else, it's really scary. And it feels like you're powerless in the situation when in reality, we're, we're not at all. It's just a matter of like, you know, what you talked about on the bathroom, like, the bathroom floor, like you realize you were going to like take that power back and, and, and invest it in yourself instead of making someone else, you know, that responsible for it. So my next question is about, you know, we're kind of talking about these like myths and things that we grow up with. What is your like thoughts on the whole idea of like the happily ever after? And like, how do you, how do you communicate that to clients of like the happily ever after isn't what you think it is basically. Yeah. So (laughs) I remember saying uh, years ago that once I get married, I can be a relationship coach and I can write my book. And I always thought that marriage was some secret club where all your troubles and your insecurities just melt away. (laughs) which is laughable now (laughs) I thought people um I just really thought people respected married women more than single women and that's just not true people respect you because you respect yourself and marriage only reveals even more the work that you either did or neglected to do when it comes to self-love because it, it really puts up a mirror to you and you have to come in as an equal partner. Uh, So there's a lot of times I just want to like scream from the rooftops, love yourself first. (laughs) I even have a tattoo on my arm and it's, uh, it says love is blind and braille. And it just reminds me to always stay alert to not losing myself in a relationship because it's a journey always. And for everyone, sometimes you'll, you'll fall a little bit and sometimes you'll rise a little bit more. Um, And there will always be times where you feel lost and lonely in any relationship, healthy or not. So when you do, that's just an indicator to return back to your self-care. Um, a partner can show you love and make you happy, but what happens when money gets tight or one of you is sick or kids come along expecting equal love from both of you? What love are you giving others if the only love you have comes from your spouse? So yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of questions, a lot of times I like to ask myself, uh, would you want to be married to you? And if the answer is no in that moment, I know that I have to bring up my vibe, jump into self-care, throw out my granny panties, get that sexy hot person back. (laughs) I love that. And it's so true about the, you know, a partner being a mirror. I, I mean, there have been so many things that have come to the surface of things that I've need to tackle needed to tackle in therapy or in my journal of things that I have always dealt with they just like came hot and heavy to the surface once I was living with a partner and you know my husband and I have been together a while now and even in this last year with us being in one house for a long time you know stuff stuff has come up so by, by no means did any of the issues that I had before this relationship go away once I got into the relationship. And any, like, if anything, they were magnified for sure. 
Mm-hmm. And I like what you said too about the the love is blind because what I tell, you know, what I tell people, I get asked a lot, like, when is it okay to start dating after a breakup? And I think one thing that I tell people to be really cautious of is if you make it your sole purpose to find someone, you'll find someone, but it's probably not going to be the right person for you because you know, when we're searching like that and all we want is a partner, we're not paying attention to those red flags and and other things that pop up. So I'm sure, you know, you've encountered that with yourself and, and those that you work with. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, that is such a true statement. It's definitely important to, um, I always say, um, become, that person become like raise your vibe to become the person that you want to attract rather than looking and searching because you will find a person but it may not be your match or your your vibrational match this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Yeah. And that leads me to, you know, talking about your marriage and your relationship, which I emailed you. I watched your wedding video. I'm such a sucker for wedding videos, like instantly crying. Your dad officiated it, which is so beautiful. (laughs) Um, But I'd love if you could, you know, walk us through the process of like, how did you manifest that relationship? How did you bring that partner to you after this long history of not attracting the best partners? Yeah, so I definitely think and truly believe that I manifested my husband. Um, it's, it's actually insane that when I met him, I was less than six months out from canceling that previous wedding. And I was on a mission to get back to self. I was doing all of the work. I wrote out a list of every single thing that I wanted in a partner. 
um, someone who would keep me balanced, but also on my toes in the right way. And I tucked it away and I told myself that I wouldn't date anyone who didn't check all of those boxes. And at first I was terrified because a little piece of me thought like, what if I never do find this person? Um, because it, it was a pretty strong list. <laughs> but then I answered myself with, so what if I never do? And I realized that it would be better to be alone with myself than to be loved by someone who dimmed my light. Mm -hmm. And I would be alone, not lonely, because I had to, I had seen what being lonely in a relationship already felt like. So I decided to be truly and fully open and ready to receive this man who came to me, who would come to me. And he did. <laughs> um, he checked all of the boxes and I even had to add some more. And <laughs> he, he cooked and I didn't have that on the list. <laughs> and um, when we first met, because it was so soon after, um, I didn't feel fully ready for it, but I also didn't want to lose this man, this amazing, like literally checked all my boxes, perfect man. So I told him, um, I was just very completely honest with him. And I told him that I was still healing and that I needed to go slow. And I just really didn't expect to jump into something so soon. When I tell you this man, <laughs> did not bat an eye. He was like, I was doing seminars. I was fasting. I was waking up early to meditate. I was, I was coming late to dinner because I was coming from yoga or a workshop or whatever. And he helped me and encouraged me through it. And he was there for me every step of the way. He was meal prepping for me and making me, uh, <laughs> fasting food and instead of using sugar he was sweetening it with carrots and it, carrot water it was insane <laughs> and um, he actually even thanked me for doing that work because he knew it that he was getting a happy and whole me wow there's so many powerful things you just said. <laughs> I feel like I need to even, you know, go back to, you made the list, which I think is, is so important. I made that too. I wrote it in like a letter to the universe and I still have mine. And at the end I wrote, this feels like a really tall order. <laughs> this feels really impossible. Um, you know, but I too have a husband that, that checks all of those boxes. And the fact that you said, I'd rather be by myself than have to be with someone that dimmed my light. Wow. That's, you know, cause I think so many of us relate to being in a relationship that does dim our light. And it's crazy. You say that too. I was went through, you know, a relationship with a narcissist. And when I finally broke, I said, he's, he took away my light, you know? So the fact that you made that declaration and then, you know, so not surprised with everything that you were doing that you brought in this incredible, you know, person. And, and I think with the timeline thing, that's why I never give people a timeline. Cause it, it, it really is just a matter of like, are you doing the work to continue this healing process? And, you know, you'll know when the right person comes along. And the fact that you were honest with him about what you needed and he was okay with that. He didn't say, oh, that's ridiculous. Like you said what you needed and he was supportive and continued to be supportive. So there are, I feel like your life is full of so many teachable moments. <laughs> so I think that is so incredibly beautiful. And I think we should all strive to be with a partner that appreciates the work. Because I'm, you know, I'm the same way if, you know, 
my husband is, you know, he knows the days I go to therapy and he's like, so thankful that I'm, you know, someone that does that. And, you know, we do gratitude lists every night before we go to bed together. And it's just so many things that, you know, I, I have my own personal practice of things, but it's, it's so nice to be able to, to share that and to be with someone that, that really appreciates that, that part of me. And that, you know, leads me to, we've talked a lot on this episode about self-care. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about self-care. I think a lot of people think it's incredibly overwhelming because of those misconceptions. So I'd love if you could talk about that and, you know, some practical things that you recommend. Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, I could speak on this for days, (laughs) but I'll make it short. (laughs) Some of the, like, some of the most common questions I get on this topic are, where do I begin? Um, How do I know if it's working? And then there are myths, like self-care is expensive, it's time-consuming, or it's a luxury. It's something that I don't deserve. So I, I actually made a free self-care made easy workbook um, to help squash all of those misconceptions and help people create their unique self-care routine because it is and should be different for everyone. And it's the easiest way to begin implementing daily self-care for the skeptic, for the busy person, or for even a lazy person. (laughs) It shows you how to build self-care directly into things that you're already doing. So I like to say that it's important to, in the beginning, just reframe your mindset to how can I love on myself a little bit deeper in the things that I'm already doing today. So for example, like washing your face, uh, you can actually decide to make a ritual out of that by lighting a candle or turning on your diffuser with lavender um, and using really good non-quality non-toxic products to wash your face and just take a moment in in that time, say some affirmations, really just sit with yourself and love on yourself in such a like easy, mundane tasks that you normally do? Um, Can you speak affirmations while you're driving? Can you meditate while you're waiting for your partner to get dressed? Uh, Can you play some calming music while you're in the shower? These are things that you do already. So just changing that up and making self-care into that. Um, And then I also created a um, drag and drop morning routine scheduler. It's called the Feel Good Morning. And I help... um, my clients to just not have to think of activities or journal prompts or mantras. They're already there. You just drag and drop and then you do them Monday through Friday and change them up if you'd like. Um, But I also just really say that self-care is a a ladder to self-love and it's like an iceberg in a way. So at the tip, you see self-care activities like bubble baths, exercise, spa days, and then you go a little bit more surface level, still above the water, to deeper self-care like meditation, journaling, breath work. Just below the water surface is where you are finding your why, self-awareness, conquering your self-doubt, negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, and then going even deeper is forgiveness, inner child work, trauma healing, setting healthy boundaries, saying no, learning from triggers, having those difficult conversations and just letting go of attachments. So I personally have a course for every single level of that, that I offer in my product suite. And then I also do one-on-one and group coaching for anyone who needs a little more accountability and just wants like a hands-on faster result. This stuff really fires me up. I know it's, and it's amazing for, you know, I've, you know, consider myself an avid practicer of self-care. I love that iceberg metaphor, you know, metaphor, you know, visual because progress down the iceberg, but I I had to progress kind of slowly because I can't be doing trauma work if I'm not 
journaling or if I'm not, you know, connecting with friends, it's just, it's so, you know, that stuff is really deep. And so the fact of being able to start small and I, I love your idea of bringing the mundane into something beautiful and, and a ritual. And it's so interesting you say that because just this week, I've really been like upping my morning routine with a candle. I'm like such a big, like moving to music dancer. So I have music in now while I make my coffee and I like, you know, do my little dances in the kitchen. And, and it's really, it's made me not only just look forward to it because it feels so special, but it also, it, it just feels like mine, you know? Um, so I love that you are, that you offer all of those things and that you are able to, you know, bust some of those myths. And I think so much part of, so much of self-care, self-care is figuring out what works for you. When I first started, I thought it was like all just bubble baths and, you know, face masks, like the spa face mask. I've been saying face mask for so long that I'm like, they have a completely different meaning now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> the, uh, spa face masks. Um, <laughs> and I realized like, I, I'm just not a, I'm not a huge fan of them and that's okay. But like, I, I love journaling. I love music. I love making, you know, cooking for myself is totally a self-care thing. So it doesn't have, just because someone else is doing one thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that that'll work for everyone. Yeah. And also uh, just because something doesn't work for you now, doesn't mean you won't uh, kind of graduate into it. So when I first started, I hated bubble baths because it was time that I had to sit by myself with myself and I was like why do people love this it's horrible <laughs> I have nothing to do and my thoughts would just cycle and cycle and cycle and I hated it it was just too much time alone I needed quick fixes I needed uh to go around other people get manicures have uh cocktails with friends things like that and now I'm at a place where I've done so much self-care and so much different work that bubble baths just light me up. Like I love being by myself now. And I love having that moment with myself to just meditate and just allow my thoughts to pop up because I, I love myself. And that was hard in the beginning. Yes, I completely agree with that. I was, that's how I was with meditation. I always knew I knew it was good for me. My dad's been like an avid meditator my whole life. And I just always said, I'm just not a meditator. And I realized it's because it was so hard for me because I constantly had these like anxious thoughts coming up and I'm such a doer and I'm a doer because I don't, I didn't like my being, like, I didn't like to be, I wasn't like a good human being. And so it's now I can use it as like a gauge if I get really uncomfortable during my meditations or I tell people like if I find myself constantly needing to have a podcast in my ear, it's typically, you know, a sign that there's something else going on that needs to be addressed. That's so true. Oh, yes. I can definitely resonate with everything you just said yeah. for sure. So you, you know, you've mentioned a lot of mindset shifts that you experienced through, through this interview, but I'd love if you could, you know, maybe tell me like the top three mindset shifts that you have had that you pass on to clients that took you from the woman being left at the altar, the woman on the bathroom floor in New York city to the self-love coach in a super happy, beautiful marriage living in LA. Cause that's a huge jump. Oh yeah. Okay. So three. Oh, that's so hard. Okay. So, um, for me, it was a lot of realizing that not everyone else in the world is, um, thinking about me, <laughs> worried about what I'm doing. Um, judging me, a lot of those things. Um, so I, I think one of them would definitely have to be that um, we are all 
walking around with our own trauma and generational patterns. And it's when you stop, assess them and do the work to free yourself from them that you find freedom in the world, in your day, in your life and from others. So things that uh, people do that affected me so much before just don't. I just, they float away. Um, another one is definitely uh, that you cannot change anyone but yourself. That's a huge one that took me many, many years to understand. And um, a third one, ooh, the only person responsible for your happiness is you. Yes. Yep. I think those are like all three things. If I get tattoos, that's what I need to be. You can't control anyone but yourself one. That is, that's been like my last, that's been my last two years of what I'm, that's been like my main lesson the last two years. Cause it is, it's very hard to, you know, to realize that one. And then that was actually at my wedding, my mom's toast. That's, that was the advice she imparted on us was no one else is responsible for your happiness except you. Wow. Which is so true. And it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's really easy to forget. And I think, you know, my husband in so many ways makes me happy, but if I'm feeling unhappy, he's not the one that needs to fix it. It's me. Absolutely. Yeah. So my last question is, if there is anyone out there listening right now who feels like they're curled up crying on the bathroom floor, what would you say to them? Well, I would say that you are an incredible human being. Everything that you desire was meant for you. You deserve to be loved and cherished. And that all starts with you and I just I want you to know that you are a big freaking deal you're enough right now exactly as you are in this moment not after you get more money your dream job or a happy relationship right now as you are in this moment bettering yourself every day with self-care introspection personal development will get you there and I know it may not always feel like you're moving mountains, but I, I just want you to know that every step you take, every pen you put to paper and journaling, every meditation, every breath, everything you do is a forward step. So just sit in this moment, feel your feelings, pat yourself on the back because you're about to experience such a major breakthrough have gratitude in your journey, do the hard work. And if no one else has told you today, you are special and I love you. And I'm here for you always in your journey to self-love. That I will save this recording and just listen to that every morning. I think (laughs) that's so, that's, you are amazing. And I, just, I'm so happy for every woman that gets to work with you because I, you know, from this time I spent, I have spent with you, I can see the value that you just radiate to, to women. So if someone would like to work with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? And just so everyone knows the, all these links will be in the show notes below the episode too. Mm. Thank you so much, Kendra. You're you're such a sweet, sweet, sweet person and human being. You're doing such incredible, important work. Um, To connect with me, you can go to my Instagram at Coach Ashley Vives, V-I-V-E-S. Or you can go directly to my link through Instagram. It's ashleyvives.com slash Instagram. It will give you every link to connect with me in any way, whether that's uh, getting the free workbook, uh, getting a course, one-on-one, anything you need. And um, I think at the time this recording is coming out, I'm actually uh, releasing, I think there's two days left to purchase a bundle deal that I have right now. It is 
two courses and um, it is an amazing, amazing package. One of them I will be delivering live for three days. So I am so, so excited. It's all about stepping into your confidence and just loving yourself completely and truly. And I hope to see you there. And if not, I hope that you just DM me on Instagram, tell me you listened to this and I would love to connect with all of you. Thank you so much. Yes, everyone, please go connect with her. I mean, just listen to everything she just said that, I mean, this is someone that you need to connect with further. So thank you so much again, Ashley, and um, look forward to talking to you again soon. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.